This is the Such Things Podcast, where we talk about whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, anything that is excellent or praiseworthy in the spirit of Philippians 4. Uh, Welcome back. I'm David Lang. I'm Lisa Lang. And uh, we've been a little sporadic here the past couple of weeks, Um, but it's great to be here today. It is summertime. Um... And the kids are home from school, yep. and um, we're having a good time. It's been a little crazy. Um, I was on the road. We were on the road together like four days out of seven last week, and mm-hmm. then I was on the road the next, you know, on Monday for, to Charleston. We were back and forth to Georgia, taking our kids down to Camp Swamp uh, Bible Camp. They spent the week down mm-hmm. there, and um, it's awesome. If you don't know what Camp Swamp is, check, check it, it out. out. Camp Swamp. Campswapswamp.com. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> yeah, I try to say that three times fast. Yeah, so uh, that was great. And then um, I was in Charleston helping my sister and brother-in-law move in down there and got back and got sick. Um, so here we are. We're finally being able to sit down. We got the kids out back, out in the barn. So we actually have the house quiet here in the home studio and we can record. So... Um, we're going to just kind of wrap up, you know, we did our last big talk on the Lord's prayer, uh, the last episode a couple weeks ago, and we just want to sort of wrap up just some, I don't know, just our closing thoughts. What was some of our takeaways from the series on the Lord's prayer? Um, and then we also want to just tell you where we're going next with a, a summer series that we're going to do. Um, so let's talk. Let's kind of wrap up the Lord's Prayer. You know, the final line of the Lord's Prayer that we most of us grew up with after, you know, deliver us from the evil one, it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Now, that was probably not the original ending that Jesus gave uh, for the Lord's Prayer. That, that was probably not in the original manuscripts, but that line has proven a very useful ending to prayer for many Christians through the ages, um, traditionally. And it really is a good summary of what the Lord's Prayer is all about. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Uh, I do like to end a lot of my prayers with that thought, with that talking to God about that. And it's the idea that every day through prayer, and this is kind of what we've been learning with the whole series, every day through prayer, we intentionally step into God's kingdom. We avail ourselves of His power, and we choose to live for His glory today. Because we live in between two kingdoms, don't we? We're pulled every day uh, to, to try to, you know, the devil wants to pull us back into the kingdom of this world that we've all, you know, come out of as Christians. And we're, we're tempted every day to lean on our own power that day. And we're, we're drawn every day to just build up our own ego or our own glory. But the Lord's Prayer reminds us, no, 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 it's about God his kingdom, it's through his power, it's for his glory. And that, that those themes come up throughout the Lord's Prayer. We've talked a lot about that. And this is actually something, Lisa, that 
this, these, some of these ideas that, it, hey, it's God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's by His power. It's for His glory. This is something that, that we've talked about a lot in our Christian walk, but also as church leaders, right. um, because it's so easy for it to not be about God's kingdom, by God's power, by God's glory. It, it's so easy for it to be, yeah, 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 it's about God, but really it, it's kind of about us. Right. Our kingdom, our yeah. power, mm-hmm. for our glory. It's so hard. And I think that's why this is a nice ending to the prayer, because the Lord's prayer is a is a daily pullback. So um tell us, Lisa, yeah, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, that that desire for self and that hum- humanism can kind of creep in. You know, we mm-hmm. know that we know that the kingdom is God's and he is the king. Um, but I think it's in our nature to want to rule or be in control um, or to be ruled by um, another person, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the Israelites. You may have to elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, the Israelites asked for a king, even though they had one, mm-hmm. a perfect one. God was their king. Okay, he was supposed to be their king. Um, but they asked for a, a literal king, a physical king, a human right. king. Um, I do think that we sometimes tend to want a person to follow. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times we think the world and its problems will be fixed with the right politician, mm-hmm. the right president. You know, oh, the problems in this country are because we've elected the wrong guy. You right. know, uh, we we blame people. Um you know, or even in the church, we think the right lead lead evangelist or women's ministry leader will fix our church's problems. Right. Um, and frankly, I think too many times we think that church leaders, quote unquote, should be able to fix our church problems. And if they mm. can't, then maybe they shouldn't have the job. Yeah. Um, I think too often we look to people instead of God mm. to lead us. And I feel we have become very humanistic in our thinking as a church at times. Mm -hmm. And personally, I struggle with this. So many times throughout my Christian walk, I have felt that everything depends on me. If people aren't coming to church and getting baptized, if we're not seeing the fruit in our church like we need to, or even if people are struggling spiritually, I think it's because I need to work harder or, mm-hmm. um, you know, people need to be sharing their faith more. I need to be serving more. I need to be do, do, doing more. Yeah. You know, and maybe we do need to do some more. Sure. But honestly, in my experience in the last almost 25 years of being a Christian, um, I think many times uh, we would work very hard as a church and I would work very hard personally to share my faith and to try to sort of get people to study the Bible. And I would see little fruit. And I would think maybe something's wrong with my technique or my Mm. method or Mm. my effectiveness. You know, um, we would think, quote, people need to be taught and trained how to be more effective. Um, And I would put so much thought and work into trying to help people be more effective. But every time, I will say, every time, and you think back on this in your life, those of you that have been Christians a long time, Every time someone has come out and become a disciple, in all honesty, it was totally a working of the Holy Spirit and not attributed to me and my hard work at all. I can't take credit for it. There's always something supernatural that happens in someone's heart. We're so humanistic. 
I mean, yes. I think that's the nature. Like you said, they wanted a king, and that was always the nature of the Old Testament. Was was and, and you know you saw it with Jesus and the Pharisees. Even you know we were watching the Chosen last night. Like it's the Pharisees, and it's it's our nature to want to figure it out, and it's on us. It's our kingdom, our power, our glory, but it's not right. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking back to times in my life when um when people people got baptized after a period of us really trying. Um I remember my campus ministry days just working so hard and seeing some semesters that would go by and nobody would get baptized. And then I remember a time when I was like having a hard time staying close to God and being <laughs> encouraged and faithful, and that's when a friend of mine came out and studied the Bible and got baptized. And it was like when I felt like I was at a low point spiritually. <coughs> I, th- I thought about my campus ministry um, that we were leading back in Columbia. And uh, I, I had, after I had my third baby, I had to have um, two surgeries within a year of his birth. And it was during my second surgery that uh, this couple, they actually weren't college students, came out, studied the Bible and got baptized. Mm-hmm. And I basically, you know, it was a ministry we led, but I I was completely out of commission. And it was like God brought fruit during that time. Mm. And it was so clearly not about me, not about my efforts. Um, Mm. You know, I think so many times um, we, we just try to take the take even take the credit or or think it depends on us and i've been very humbled um by by experiencing god working um even without it depending on me um god reminds me that his kingdom is advancing because of him in his hand not me not my strength, not my wisdom, not my technique or my training. It's all about God. His is the kingdom and he is the king and he deserves all the glory, not me, not humans. When we start to take the glory for ourselves or put too much confidence in people, we we are going astray. Now, God is the one with the power as well. And he, and yes, he uses us. And I do need to work and share my faith. I'm not saying you know, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying we should sit around and do nothing. We do. God does use us, but the power comes from him. Mm -hmm. I think about um, Psalm 33, um, verse 16 through 19. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. Psalm 147, verse 10 and 11. His pleasure is not in the strength of a horse, Mm. nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Yeah. I know that we know this intellectually. Right. That we know, yeah, it's not about me. It's not about what I do. It's not about my strength. But do you recognize this humanistic thinking in yourself? Do you see it? Do you recognize it? Because I do believe it comes up in most of us. Do you see it in your church? Do you see if your church is tending to be humanistic, relying on flashy services, your efforts to create something out of your your human hands that's appealing to people? Or are you relying on God's spirit to work? Pray 
and meditate on these things. I could say a lot more. Um, the last thing I want to say is I think that many times we blame people in the church when things go wrong for us. And I think that this is humanistic thinking too. Yes, people hurt us, but the kingdom is still God's. And people have been sinning against one another in God's kingdom for thousands of years. It's not anything new. Just look at the scriptures. Look at how many people have hurt each other in, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. But it never ceased to be God's kingdom. We're just all sinners. Just because we sin against each other doesn't mean we are not part of God's kingdom. And it doesn't mean that God is not still the king. Mm-hmm. I think this um, is this struggle with humanism um it's it's definitely very hard for me and even listening to you talk lisa it's like i i feel i i feel the wrestling going on with what you're saying because i'm like well it, it is i know it's by it's god it's by his power for his glory for his kingdom i like you said i know that intellectually but i also know like i'm supposed like i gotta take action i'm commanded to do so mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very hard. And I do think this, the Lord's prayer is meant to help us find that sweet spot. And, um, it's a paradox. It it's, is a paradox of a our lot faith. Of so many things like that in the scriptures. You know, I think, um, great example is, uh, Lowell and Angie Hoover. Um, they, I always, you know, they just, they were down in Charleston and now they're moving to Europe on the mission field. And, uh, and I was just down in Charleston helping, my sister, my brother-in-law get settled in down there. They're going to be leading the, taking over to, to lead that church down there. Great, great church. And God has done so many great things through Lowell and Angie Hoover. But one thing I always see about them is that they're just, they're just led by God's spirit. Even now they're going to Europe and they don't rely on flash and, mm-hmm. you know, they just, but, but they make disciples mm-hmm. and they're spirit led leaders and disciples. And I love that. I want to, I always admire that about them, want to be like that. I think um, something that I've been, I think what helps me is, is something the past couple of years that, that that has been on my mind a lot is is the idea of partnership. That I'm 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 in what I do in my life. I'm a partner with God. Now, to be clear, I'm the junior partner. God is the senior partner in this partnership. But like, I'm a partner with God. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I'm. Every day as I pray the Lord's Prayer and then I go out into my day and I raise my family and I share my faith and I do my work and I, you know, I'm doing all that I do in in prayerful partnership with God. Mm-hmm. And that's how God gets things done is He likes to partner with people to do it. And I think that helps me because then it's like, yeah, I've got my part to play in this partnership, but like I'm the junior partner. God is doing what he's going to do, but I'm pri- privileged to be used, you know, mm-hmm. in the process. But there's other people being used as well, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of keeps you humble. So, right. but Dallas Willard talks a lot about that, being a partner with God. And I do think the Lord's Prayer puts us in that, that mind space, that heart space. So, mm-hmm. um, well, takeaways from our time in the Lord's Prayer. We, we spent the whole spring as a church here in Myrtle Beach. Uh, we called it our season of prayer and we gave out prayer projects and we did a podcast on that. Uh, I don't know, goodness, over a month ago now. Yeah. Different practices of prayer, 
prayer disciplines that we 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 practiced as a church this spring. And so we asked the church a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, hey, what did you get from the time? And um, and it was really cool um, to hear from all the the brothers and the sisters what they took out of this time, as particularly the practices. Of, of, of prayer that, what did we call them? Prayer practices? Or, yeah. I don't know. We had some name for it. Um, but there were all these different oh, prayer ex- projects. The prayer projects. Right? Yeah. Prayer projects or yeah. whatever. Um, and everyone the had buffet. like prayer buffet. a prayer buffet. Obviously, I said a lot of things <laughs> in these sermons. Right. Um, but anyway, it was cool. So I said, wait, well, hey, everybody, what was your takeaway? And everybody shared and. There were so many different experiences. Different people got, you know, tried different practices, be it fasting or journaling or meditation, um, alone time out in nature with God. You know, all that we went through. All uh, there's a whole podcast on this. Go back and check it out. It was, I think, it's called the Prayer Project. Um, and people got really tried different stuff, got different stuff out of it. Uh, you know, it, they were all over the place in the ways God spoke to them. But what was cool is that we all kind of came to a, a very similar conclusion. Like we all had this idea of like, man, we, we all tried different things, experienced God in very different ways, but came to the same conclusion that, man, it is so good to walk more closely with God every day. And I think that's what all, at least in the brothers meeting, that's was like the general feeling of we all had a very different experience, mm-hmm. but we all came to a conviction like, man, I need to walk like this in close partnership with God, in prayerful partnership with God. I need to do this every day. And it's so hard to do that, to stay there. Um, Lisa, what was your, you know, what were some of your just personal takeaways as we studied through and talked through and went through the the Lord's Prayer? Well, I I think it was well. Firstly, it, I think it was encouraging to see how everybody in the church really got into this, and I think um, it was inspiring to see people really grow and mm-hmm. kind of stretch themselves spiritually yeah. um, in their walk, like try new things that they never tried. And some of our disciples have been around a long time, yeah. um, but they tried new things, and um, that was really encouraging. And um, I think everybody added something to their prayer practice that they're not um that they were not used to to doing so that was encouraging i think um some of the spiritual lessons that i've learned from the lord's prayer um well and when we talked about uh give us this day our daily bread i think especially during this time uh this time of year coming out of the pandemic um Mm -hmm. i've I've been really trying to learn to be content with my life and my circumstances. Um, It can, you know, I I can spend so much time focusing on what I don't have. There's something about the spring too, I think, that everyone's Hmm. coming out of their homes and spending time outside. Fixing up the house. Yes. And um, it can make me feel this desire for more. And um, so Hmm. as we did this lesson, I I had to be reminded to be content that I have so much. And God always does give me uh, my daily bread. And um, so that was one thing for me. Also deliver deliver us from the evil one. was a really good uh, lesson for me. I think, um, you know, I I don't always recognize 
some struggles and difficulties in my life as attacks from the devil. And I think um, there's something I would say almost freeing in understanding that um, because you can realize, oh, this is just the, this is the devil. (laughs) He's attacking me. I just need to resist and I need to find a way out of this. Sometimes it's like we can get so caught up in why is my child acting this way? Why is my (laughs) spouse acting this way? Why am I acting this way? And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. There's another force at play here. Uh, we're not, we haven't just all lost our minds. Um, the devil is attacking. Well, shoot, last week we had our, our week alone where the kids were at camp Mm. and it was supposed to be this like really wonderful special time together, which it did end up being. Yes, yes. But in the middle of the week, we had like a blowout argument and we worked it out. (laughs) But I think the devil was trying to derail our, our week together and he attacked and Mm -hmm. man, we had to sit over on that couch for a while that night, but we finally prayed and it is amazing when we finally humble out and pray, Mm -hmm. he flees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, things that sometimes are just like a misunderstanding and that's really what it was and sort of you're in the middle of it and you're like why what is going on this is weird why is this happening and why why are we having such a hard time right now and uh yeah i do i think that was the devil and um grateful that we got out of that and had a great time together um but uh the last thing i'll share just about the the prayer series that I learned is um, what you were talking about, actually, when you were sharing about thine is the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, The lesson on thy kingdom come was really um, inspiring about being a partner with God and bringing his kingdom to my community. Mm -hmm. Um, And really what that means. It's something, honestly, that I'm still kind of wrestling with, trying to figure out like how, how to apply that maybe in a new way or in a different way than we traditionally have in our church um even what we were talking about before you know we do still need to be god's workers we do need to we do need to work and we work with him and he works through us and it doesn't mean we sit in our homes and do nothing like we get out there and we serve um but remembering that god god is the one working in ways we don't see and but but he uses us as his instruments and Um, But just trying to figure out what that means, how to bring the kingdom to my community. I think that it it means something a lot more broad than I've even thought before. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's new ways to serve, new ways to let our light shine. Um, Of course, we need to teach people and study the Bible with people and help them understand the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think there's ways to... Um, to just bring the kingdom and show God's love and his mercy uh, to our neighborhood and um, even in, in smaller in smaller groups, in smaller ways than I've even realized before. So I'm still wrestling and trying to <coughs> figure some of that out and praying mm, through that. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I mean, this series, it's <laughs> it's been a bit of a lifesaver a bit of a rescue for me, you know, this has been such a weird year. And, um, so, and I've struggled at times, you know, just even with my mental health, um, but really diving in on the Lord's prayer and praying it, you know, I don't know, just about daily, like really working through the Lord's prayer. Um, man, it, it, 
I needed that. I needed that to like reprogram my, my brain and my heart. And I do see that in the wisdom and genius of Jesus and laying out this prayer that it, it does. It reprograms us daily. Personally, I was really impacted. Uh, the other day we were, we were down in Georgia together and we went to my, my favorite old coffee shop, Jittery Joe's Coffee. I'm drinking coffee out of one of their mugs right now. Um, and we were sitting there in this old coffee shop where I, Spent so many hours uh, having quiet times, but also <clears throat> studying for school. And I, I read back through my my prayer, my quiet time journal uh, through the spring, and I was really particularly impacted looking back at the week when I was practicing prayer journaling. Um, that was one of the practices that we gave out this spring, and I had written out some prayers that I prayed for each day that week, and then every day of the week I wrote out a prayer. <clears throat> and I was kind of blown away. I don't even think I got to tell you this, babe. Um, but I, like, God answered mm. in just about every prayer that I had laid out at the beginning of that week. Wow. Like, I had a list of, of five or six prayers. Mm. And I can see, if not like a direct answer, like fixed, done, but I could see how God, like, He moved. He moved, yeah. you know? And, um, and I think what's convicting to me and, and encouraging to me at the same time is realizing through this series that it, when I pray very intentional, powerful kingdom prayers, you know, these Lord's prayer prayers that we've been learning about, and I do that and I enter into that daily, one, it, it takes work. Um, like I, 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 they can't be lazy prayers. I have to really mm. give my heart and mind to prayer. But when I do that day in and day out, God really does answer. Um, and as I read back over those, those journal entries, I also saw like, whoa, I need to be intentional about realizing how he has answered. I often miss that part. Yeah. Like I'll pray and I'll pray and I'll pray. And then it's like, I move on to the next thing to right. pray, pray, pray about. Yes. And I, and I don't realize like, wait, mm. I prayed and that happened, you know, yeah. and it builds my faith when I see answers coming. And to my shame, sometimes I just kind of move to the next prayer. And honestly, I think in my heart, I kind of think, yeah, that happened. Well, I don't know if it's because I prayed about it. I mean, it just happened. But I think I'm learning to realize like, oh, it's because I prayed about it. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. My prayers work. A pretty cool example that like we just found out about yesterday so my dad has been a disciple for, uh, you know, 50 years, and he's prayed ceaselessly for years to see all of his immediate family baptized into Christ. And uh, his brother was baptized this week down in Florida, my mm-hmm. my uncle. His and older um, brother. Yeah, my dad's older brother. It's amazing. That makes all of his siblings have been baptized into Christ. He's one of five. Um, his mother was baptized into Christ. Um, and all four of his children, um, we've all been baptized. And his oldest grandchild, who's now a teenager, has been baptized. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, I just have to credit a lot of this to my dad is a prayer giant, like a yeah. prayer warrior. He lives in the Lord's prayer. Mm. And so, amen. That's probably a good place to bring the ship, bring the plane in for a landing here. Let's live in the Lord's prayer, guys. Let's, let's pray mighty prayers. Um, Lisa, tell us real quick, like, like 
20 seconds, 30 seconds about where we're going, this summer series that you're, you're kind of leading the charge on this next series. So yeah. what are we going to talk about? So I have this series that I did a Facebook live thing on last summer um, called uh, Overcoming Insecurity. And it's it's some material that I've been working on for several years now. I preached years ago at a campus retreat, and then I preached some at a women's day. And um it's stuff I'm still working on and tweaking, but mostly it's just things that I have learned from studying out the scriptures to work on on overcoming my own insecurities that I just feel like I want to share with people um, that might help some people that struggle in that way. So um, it's going to be a, a few parts. Yeah. I mean, we're not sure exactly how many podcasts we'll get out of it. There's, yeah. I have a lot to say on it, but we're going to try to <laughs> narrow it down uh, so it's not too many, but uh, but that it's enough yeah. to, to chew on. And um, some we'll probably have, Lisa will probably do a few of them on, on her own, and then uh, I'll join you for a few. Yes, and, and um, you might do some for the men. And maybe, yeah, we're figuring it out, but we'll, we'll get that going. We're going to talk about overcoming insecurity and, and learning to find confidence in Christ. And I think I have a lot to share on that, things that I've had to learn about getting my confidence in Christ. Confident, not cocky. Um, but uh, I think this is a huge issue. Um, we've been trying to get out a, a podcast episode out every week, but as you can tell, this summer we we may we may not hit every week. But because uh, it's it's a little different around here, we got the kids around and whatnot. But uh, we will get this series going here over the next uh, couple of weeks, and um, and and. That'll be where we go this summer and then uh, into the fall. Uh, hopefully we will be hitting for sure every week this fall and get a new um, get a new series going. But please, guys, um, you know, whatever podcast platform you're listening on, please click, you know, subscribe or, or whatever you do on like Apple Podcasts. You can follow it or subscribe to it and help us out by leaving a review I know on Apple Podcasts, you can write a review, you know, put five stars if you, well, you know, hopefully. <laughs> we don't want you to put one and star. It's for God's kingdom and God's glory, but leave us a five star review. Um, that sounds so bad. But give us a review. That helps. It helps to, you know, get on, on the Facebook page, um, which is linked through the podcast. You could see that. Uh, get on the Facebook page, follow that, share things, spread the word. We want to use this podcast for His kingdom, His power, and His glory. Um, we'll see you next time. I will praise the Lord today, for He is all my hope and stay. Our God is good, His name is great, hallelujah.